Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is episode 141. We are finally talking about cops. Cops and killers, they go together like chocolate and peanut butter. Um, I'm Liz Williams, and I'm joined by... Mike Campbell. And Eric Lee. Finally, one of my wheelhouses, police horror. Uh, Sometimes more to the procedural side uh, than the all, you know, capital H horror, but I love cops and killers movies. Thrillers. How about you guys? Yes. Do, you, do you have any? Uh, do you have any law enforcement background or history in your I family? I do not. No, no, I do no, not. No cops in the family. Have you ever Just, been arrested? Uh, <laughs> no, I have never been arrested. I'm going to knock on wood. Have you ever gotten because... a speeding ticket? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty. Well, of those. that's something. That's something. But yeah. never, I think ne- it's just growing up watching Law and Order and all those kind of shows, you know. Solved it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Solved it. Yeah, I like to. I like to solve it. I like procedural. I like. Uh, I love the a good plots mystery. are always kind of some wet. Yeah, it's more of a mystery, and I, the plots are, I don't know, more linear than a lot of other kind of genre mm-hmm. horror movies. So, fits my. Yeah, Virgo I was gonna, brain, other, I other than other than food horror and and maybe Arbor Day horror, this is probably the most the, the least horror of all the horrors. Yeah, yeah, because it because it really does like that's why I was telling Eric when I first started researching this, uh, and I went up to Movie Madness and I said, if you're looking for the horror, if you're looking for the cop horror, it's all in. It's not in the horror section. It's in the thriller section. Thriller. That's where yeah. they, that's where they put all the the cop horror films right. is in the thriller section because mm-hmm. it really calibrates more towards the thriller. The mystery, the yep. procedural, than it does yeah. the horror. And I think that, you know, I think one thing that, that I tried to focus on for this exercise was to make it about a procedural, that, that there's actually some detective work. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. then it's not just, oh, there have, you know, I, I, I was tempted to go with Assault on Precinct 13, which is there's no. Right. There's no police right. procedural thing. It's just a you know a police station it happens to be in the police being, station. Yeah, that, that right. It's, that it's a you know it's a siege. It's, it's one of the classic siege movies. But it's yeah. like that's not. I don't think that was the intent here. I think this is part of the you know the, the merging the merging of the two genres. And, I thought you were mm-hmm. gonna say, I thought you were gonna say Wolf Cop. I would love it. Wolf Cop. Wolf, <laughs> Wolf Cop, Cop almost, three. I didn't yeah. do Wolf Cop because I was thinking that maybe somebody else might do Wolf Cop. Not me. <laughs> Well, I was like, when I went into doing this, I was like, okay, this is my wheelhouse. I'm Mm -hmm. ready. There's so many, but I wanted to do things that we really haven't talked about before because Mm -hmm. I was telling Mike before we started recording that on my top 25 list, I think three of the best ones are on there and that's Exorcist 3, Silence of the Lambs and 7. Those are going to be like the touchstones, granddaddies, the touchstones, the Mm -hmm. ones that really cross the line where people will say, oh, that's horror? Okay, I like that. Maybe I like horror, if you like Sounds of the Lambs or Seven. Um, So, But there's so much. But almost every horror movie is going to have some element of law enforcement in it, Mm -hmm. if it's a serial killer or anything like that. But, you know, I made it where the cops are the main characters, yes, and it right. is, yeah, procedural and things like that. Yep. No, Except one of mine's it. not procedural-ish, but it's 100% capital H horror because yep. it is filled with gore. I thought I was going to be super clever, and I was like, I've got a really good one, but I know that Mike took it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yep. I was like, I love this movie. that I, I felt mm-hmm. like, it's like, this is one that horror fans need to know about, and this is one that, you know, cop, cop, Procedural fans need to know of, and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll wait. We'll we wait can, for we Mike can, to we'll get into it. that. We can all talk about it together because I think we all um, yeah. really like the, that. The one. thing that really shocked me when, when I was starting to research this was that I, I was reading a Washington Post article about police shootings and everything else, and and they did a, a, a really really extensive look into, uh, well, in particular, you know, police. It was it was really more police shootings, but mm-hmm. the, the thing that really struck me was that there's seven there's there's close to eighteen thousand different law enforcement agencies in the United States. Wow, eighteen thousand mm-hmm. law enforcement agencies, which to me suggests that there should be a hell of a lot more cop horror films. Mm-hmm. There, no, there should I mean, be a but, lot more law enforcement related horror films. I mean, and to to Liz's point, they all do have a wrinkle within them mm-hmm. that. You know, speaks to law enforcement, but n- most of them are not inherently about law enforcement. Now, by by that, right. Mike, do you mean that there are, um, like, for example, a police station in every community? 
Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, and, then yeah. and then you have well, yeah, like when sheriffs I, yeah, and when everything I, like that. Yeah. When I was living in Washington D.C., I remember reading an article in the the Washington Weekly, and they were talking. They they did a really fascinating breakdown of just the law enforcement in the District of Columbia, oh, yeah, which so which ain't that big. It's there's 36 different law enforcement entities. In the District of Columbia. And we saw them on January the 6th. And we saw some of them on January the 6th. <laughs> Unfortunately, some of them didn't show up in yeah, time. some of the other ones didn't really yep. show up that as, yeah. as they should have. Yeah, but yeah the, parks, the Parks Service apparently has a much <laughs> more robust police presence in D.C. than in other jurisdictions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Uh, but, we're, but I think uh, if you're just talking conventional, uh, you know, uh, cop drama kind of stuff, there, there's... There, I, you know, I had a lot of fun just sort of picking and choosing because all of a sudden you go, oh yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. You know, this was this was this character. The lead was because there's when death is involved, cops mm-hmm. are involved, right? A lot of right. The times, and so this right. is, um, you know, but uh, uh, at what point, you know, I think when my one of I think episode number four mm-hmm. might have been horror or not, and right? We, and so we, you know, and and as we've been alluding to. There's a lot of these that are sort of uh, horror adjacent, if not square, squared up horror. But I think that's fine for the, for this discussion. This is, you know, we're, we're embracing all all that is uh, sort of the the in the thriller because I think we we talked about you know I think there's giallo and slashers which yeah. are right you know uh, there's a lot of thriller components to it whether right. it's um, you know the De Palma stuff yeah. Um, you know, body double or something right, like right, right. that, which is, you know, it's like stab, stab. It's like, well, but it's not, you know, it's like not Jason Voorhees stab, stab. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it's still, right. there's plenty of, plenty of bloodletting and, 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 and knives flashing. This, in this case, it's like, how, you know, what, at what point do we believe that the, that it has ventured so, uh, completely into the, the, the horror genre? And I know that there's so many of these things that we're not gonna be able to touch on all of them, but I'd be kind of curious later on if we don't get to talk about some of these just to get, yeah. to pick Liz's brain to yes. see what I have tons has. of that. Yes. Oh, good, good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was gonna say, I had the exact same thought as you, Eric, uh, about the sort of uh, the horror or not complexity that a lot mm-hmm. of these films take on when I was watching. Maniac Cop 1, 2, and 3, which I did. I actually watched, because they're all on Shutter right now, and you can watch all of the Maniac Cops, and I might do a mini dead list of just Maniac Cops. Um, But I had this sort of of the same feeling, which was, you know, it's, it's... it's horror to the extent that, you know, Bruce Campbell is in the films and, you know, the Raimi brothers are involved. And the guy's got like a totally messed up face. He's got a he's messed a up face. He's sort of a monster, but he's really kind of a tragic character in that, you know, he's, you know, he's he's a police officer who's still trying to do good, but that he's fundamentally bad. But I the whole time I just kept going, is this really horror or is it just really it's like it's more it's more like a police action film right. than sure. it is a horror film. Yeah, I've got one of mine which is actually all all of mine are adjacent. I mean, all right. Or, or, all of mine are horror. I tried I mean, like, real hard, and that's oh yeah, why I did I've too. Got, yeah, these are, I, yeah, mine are all horror. I, I think hundred percent. Yep. I think hundred percent. I think on all three of mine, I think that the first line of it might. Well, two of them. The first line would be horror movie, and the second one would be thriller. All right. Well, let's get so, into it. We're okay. gonna get into them then, huh? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's. Well, I, Liz, I think. You have to. You want me to lead start? Off. Okay. So this is the most Liz of all. Save, save for when we you did an all Ben Wheatley episode. This yeah, is, that's true. This is, this, is, this is the most Liz of all the Liz episodes. The yeah. Liz oriented so episodes. I've got to have a theme. So, uh, and I didn't want to talk about I don't know the ones that just came off the top of my head or ones that are already mm-hmm. on my list. So I went with all J horror, and nice. I. Going back into the late 90s and the early 2000s with all of my picks. And I'm going to go in order of like gruesomeness. So I'll start with the quietest and go to the most crazy. (laughs) It can get really Um, gory. They can get really gory. But this one, even though it's the quietest, someone gets their face peeled off. So it is horror. And (laughs) this is 1997's Cure, directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. No relation to Akira Kurosawa. Um, it stars Koji Yakshuko and Masato Hagiwara. And this is the story about a detective investigating a string of gruesome murders where everybody, all the victims have X's carved onto them. And 
the murderers are all right there, like by the bodies, and none of them can remember committing any of the crimes. Ooh. So uh, this one <laughs> came out to like big success in Japan. All the critics like went crazy and they loved it. And the South Korean director, Bong Joon-ho, who just <laughs> won the award for guy. Parasite, <laughs> said that this is one of the greatest films of all times. And that it had a big impact on his career. Okay. So... This one, um, the police detective's name is Kenshi Takabe, and he has a mentally unstable wife, so he's dealing with a lot of stuff at home, and he's dealing with this series of bizarre murders with all the victims having the ex and all the killers not remembering killing anybody. So they don't have to really find the killer. They're right there, but they need to figure out what drove these people to kill. So this goes kind of in a crazy direction. So this guy kind of wanders in off the street and it's this man called Mamiya and he has no memory of what's going on. He's acting like he has amnesia, but turns out that he's, it all is having to do with mesmerism and hypnotism. He's got a master plan. Yeah. It's a master plan. So I'm not going to get too much into oh, it. because very clever. Want to find out what's going on. But, um, so this is from 1997 and it's long. That's one thing with J-horror is, boy, are they all, they're real long. They like two hour um, movies. They really, really do like long movies. But so this one's called Cure. Um, Kiyoshi Kurosawa, in case, I mean, his name obviously sounds mm -hmm. familiar. But he did um, Seance. He did Pulse, oh. Charisma, mm -hmm. Bright Future. Like, so those were his big you know, late nineties, early two thousand J horrors so right up yeah, there. He's with, no stranger to horror. He's no stranger to horror. <clears throat> um, but this one, it's quiet, but it's bloody and very gruesome. The acting is fantastic and the the turn that it takes going into mesmerism and his hypnosis and following down that rabbit hole is really, really cool. And it has a ending shot that is just totally awesome. So I'm not going to spoil the end, but it has a great end shot that kind of, um, there's no hope at the end of this movie. Oh man. That, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that's, I, yeah. I will say Liz, that's one of the things that I really liked about all of the police horror films is they all have a great punchline at the end. Yeah. yeah. Most, yeah, you most got of to. them, most of them really do. And you just go, Whoa, I didn't see yeah. that coming. Sure. Yeah. All right, Eric, what do you got? Okay. Uh, I am going to 1972. Wow! Uh, wait, what? That is so uh, far out, of, far out of your yeah. wheelhouse. Oh, come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is a little British film uh, called The Wicker Man. Oh, uh -huh. uh, directed by Robin Hardy, starring Edward Woodward, Christopher Lee, Britt Eklund, Ingrid Pitt, and Diane uh, Diane Salento. Uh, this <clears throat> and and this it should be a fairly familiar movie to yeah. most of our audience. But to summarize. Um, this folklore tale is a wonderfully paced uh, police detective mystery wrapped in cultish cloth. Yes. Inspector Howie, mm -hmm. Edward Woodward, is a, de is a devout man of faith, and he has been sent to investigate the disappearance of a young girl in Summer Isle off the coast of Scotland. And um, as uh, these, uh, if anybody knows anything about the islands off the coast of England, they, they tend to be kind of... Rough and cold and barren, but not Summer Isle, which has got lush fruit trees. And it's like, is that a palm tree in mm -hmm. in Summer Isle? How did this get here? And um, they believe that they the, there are pagan rituals that have been taking place on this island that have been that they believe has has um, brought the bounty of the harvest to Summer Isle. Of course. Uh, uh, Inspector Howie is aghast in all this, and 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 uh, you know that he's he he just he doesn't understand this culture. He he encounters uh, you know goes into the, the the pub, and they there's all this all they're all just teasing him and taunting him and seducing him, and it just makes him very very uncomfortable. He's this he is the classic stiff upper lip Brit who is uptight and wound. You know, <laughs> yeah, just he he's. He he wants to do right by God, and um, but you know, and then Britt Eklund tries to seduce him through the wall, which is one of those classic scenes. Oh God, that scene is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's singing a song to him, and he's freaking out because he can't take yep. it, even though he can't see. It's like we know what's going on, but he doesn't know what's going on. But at the same time, it's like you know, it's all this folk music laying around. 
but this <clears throat> so um, he he does, however, uh, have a, a serious set of detective skills. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but he keeps on chasing dead ends as Lord Summerisle, Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. and all of the population charm and deflect and mislead and you know it's like oh the button it's like oh yeah rowan yeah her grave is over here it's like it's not that's she's not there um and, and then he eventually believes that he's on to something that his forensic skills uncover a ritual sacrifice that requires a virgin and he fully expects that rowan has been kept hostage on the island and as a police procedural it really he really does follow the clues, but the cult of Summerisle is ahead of the game. This is a story of hubris with Howie thinking himself somehow superior to these pagans. Right. And blind to the creativity nested in the happiness are some very clever and scheming villagers. Uh, and as he's propped up by his own excessive pride, Howie takes a major fall. Uh, and if you don't know it, yep. it's classic. It is. Yeah, and... And for Inspector Howie, a too confident man, convicted, convinced of his own righteousness, he is blind to the world around him. It is, it is the 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 cop in a strange land. He is the, there. There are a lot of other. I mean, you, you see it in some other things where you take the city cop and you put him in the country, right? And they, right. and 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 that's a, that's a classic in just you know cop dramas. Yeah. But in this case, it's you take the you take the city cop and you put him on a. Pagan cult island, you know, and and granted, these aren't the scariest cultists you'd ever run into no. until the end, and then he's like, and, and it was like, oh no! But he doomed himself. I mean, that was the amazing thing is that he he brought doom upon himself, and he was that he thought, yeah, he he had thought he had outsmarted them, and no, no, he was he was being he was being fed this, and he, yeah, wicker man. See now, okay, hot quick hot take. Yeah. I watched the 2006 Nicolas Cage Wicker Man, (laughs) which is a far worse film. But Uh I think the law enforcement component of the 2006 Wicker Man is more prominent. Mm. It's interesting because, you know, because, you know, Inspector Howie, he he goes. Because Nicolas Cage is running around the island going, you're subpoenaed and I need evidence and open that door. And and, and it's like, what is, like, what, who is this guy? Well, there is a bit of, you know, uh, Edward Woodward does a lot of this demanding, I demand the name of the name of the queen. Let me into this building. And then they they let him in. It's like, see, there's nothing here, sir. Right, right, right. And and he he goes, you guys are hiding something. Where is she? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay. Uh, just like calm down, fella. But uh, he just gets he he gets all wrapped up into it, and boy, when and the, but the the great I think the most satisfying thing is when he realizes they got me. Yeah, and it was like, and then he's just sort of he's, he's trapped. Right, which is me. which is which is also different in the in the in the the two thousand six remake yeah. is is Nicholas Cage is relentless till the end. Yeah. And he never has that realization. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he, he never does. has the the realization yeah. that they got yeah. me. He's like, yeah. hell no, I'm not going down without a fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Cage, yeah, the, the, classic the, Nicholas Cage the, fashion. The, the, yeah, the, the come to Jesus moment, quite right. literally. Right, right. Okay. All right. My uh, first film is a film, uh, 2014 film. Uh, it's a supernatural horror film directed by Scott Derrickson and produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Mm. That I was like mm-hmm. super leery going into. Um, not to mention that it it also features. Olivia Munn and Joel McHale, which was like, what? Hmm. Uh, it does feature Eric Bana, who I generally like a lot of the stuff he does. This Off is a, and on, yeah. Yeah, this is a mm-hmm. film called Deliver Us from Evil, which oh. I started into, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, well, this really, you know, this this has a very uh, sort of uh, mid, mid-aughts kind of look to it, where it's a really dark uh, sort of dark and foreboding quality, and everything is sort of like in, in, uh, in sort of a, a, a navy blue and gray patterns. But it was, it turned out to be a really, really interesting film, and it's actually based on uh, allegedly an actual account from a, a New York Police Department uh, sergeant and Catholic demonologist, a guy named Ralph Sarchi, who that's the character that Eric Bana plays. And this guy wrote a book called Beware of the Night, which detailed many of his paranormal investigations over the years, the sergeant. And the accounts that he detailed in his books were essentially turned into 
deliver us from evil. And um, the film basically involves three gentlemen who are, uh, or the way they've rewritten it, uh, they're three Marines who are over in Iraq who encounter some sort of ancient uh, Sumerian temple, uh, and they bring the evil back uh, with and them. Nothing good in a Sumerian temple. To New York. Pazuzu. No, there's absolutely nothing nothing good. Um, and then so uh, Eric Bana, a.k.a. Ralph Sarchi, is forced to investigate the series of crimes with a very unconventional priest who is schooled in uh, the rites of exorcism. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I was, I was uh, as I Who's say— Who's the priest? I was. Uh, I don't remember the Edgar Ramirez is is the is the priest, um, who's kind of a he's an actor you've probably seen before, but you when you watch it you go eh, I think I've seen this guy before. Yeah, I don't know him. who he is. Um, you know, I I will say uh, it. Uh, you know, it's it's a film that uh, it 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 is a little cliched. It does devolve into hey, I think I've seen this movie before. In a couple occasions, but there's a there are a number of really really effective scares, and Eric Bana plays uh, Ralph Sarchi, this really really kind of hard headed cop who is you know determined to figure this out, and it doesn't matter how dark the basement is, it doesn't matter how weird the house is, it doesn't matter how. Uh, strange and off-putting the people are that he's interviewing. He is going to get to the bottom of this case, and um, yeah, there's 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 enough really great supernatural and paranormal stuff in it that I I highly recommend it. Coupled with the fact that it is a you know is a pretty big big budget film, and you know it's produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, so there's definitely some explosions. Well, uh, there might have been an explosion or two, but there's there's definitely some money. I mean, there's sure. definitely some money behind it, so the quality of the film is is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So, Deliver Us from Evil 2014. Interesting. Have you either of you guys seen I that? I have not seen it. Liz? I, I know I've seen it, but I honestly don't remember that much about it. I Yeah, I I, I, I encourage you to give it a look. Yeah. Take, yes. a, take, yeah. A, take a peek. Rewatch. Okay. Yes. Liz. Okay. Number two. Uh, this is a Japanese... Crime horror TV miniseries by Takashi Miike (laughs) called MPD Psycho, or the full title is Multiple Personality Detective Psycho Kazuhuku Amaya Returns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) So this is from 2000. It's six parts, and it was based on a manga, and it aired on a TV in in Japan. And okay, so... (laughs) <laughs> this is I'm gonna try to even tell you about this. Okay. I think, so this is about, I think this might have we, we might be this might have deserve its own podcast. It probably does. <laughs> just, I, I just, just based I on that these, title. So the funny thing is I have these on DVDs. Uh Gwen gave them to me, brought them back from some convention or something, because she used to always bring me um DVDs and stuff. So they're on my, you know region free player the nice. subtitles yeah. go in and out you know so <laughs> uh, if i didn't get it because it's literally a surrealist like who knows what uh, you know it's probably because they just weren't saying anything in english <laughs> so okay <laughs> this is about a detective named yosuke kobayashi and his wife was killed by a serial killer named shinji nishizono and he goes into shock after this incident so he Suffers, then he suffers from multiple personality disorder and he splits into two other characters. So he is living his other life as Kazuko Amamiya and like running a cafe. But one of his old buddies from the force still keeps in touch with him and everything like that. And what they are going to need him to solve some crimes. And he switches back into Kobayashi, his original personality, in order to figure out what is going on because we have got a whole bunch of crazy psychos um, killing people. So the beginning episodes, I'm obviously not going to go through them all, but like the first one is that someone is turning people into human flower pots. They are cutting (laughs) off the top of their head and planting flowers in their brains. So these people are just walking around like zombies with flowers growing out of their brains. And then they're burying them in the ground. So like a gardener finds one and freaks out and 
it's crazy. So all of these victims also have these barcodes like tattooed in their eyes and <laughs> it's totally bizarre. And barcodes the killer the, like, like for, for pupils. Yeah. Like at the bottom, like you have to pull down their eyelids oh, okay. and yeah, you'll so see a barcode. Of, it's very cyberpunky, right? Yeah, very, very, very much cyber. I mean, this we, is 2000. Sure. Oh, and also the killers are, you know, going like supernatural things are happening and they're traveling through the phone lines and the internet because it was cell phones were new. Sure. The internet was new, you know, to get into other bodies. So <laughs> it starts with the people who are the human flower pots. Then there's a cop who is, um, I mean, a killer who's cutting babies out of people's wombs. Then there's a mass suicide of 40 schoolgirls, totally Japanese from the two thousands. Um, a bunch of severed body parts being found, um, on fields and it's all connected through this barcoder network and what's going on. There's like a musician who makes this so- uh, song that turns people kind of crazy. So it is <laughs> completely bizarre. Uh, so it's L- Liz, I mean, yeah, Liz, other than, other than uh, your bootleg DVD copy, is there a way to watch this? Yes. That, that's a big, <laughs> big question. Oh, you know what? That's a good question. It's gotta I, be like, streaming I, somewhere. Like, I'm going to look that up. My interest um, is super peaked, but <laughs> like, I've never heard of this. Uh, it's gotta be. Well, Eric, that's the, re- that's the reason you listen to this podcast. So you can learn stuff. Oh, and, right. and so we can, we can yeah. help. We can help the entire world See, understand I, where to watch great horror films. That's where I'm acting as the cipher here. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, I like this, it. This, this. I'm going to have to get back to you on where to see this because All right. I don't know if you can. I'm going right. to be honest. All right. You might have to make your way to Movie Madness. Yeah. I know they'll have it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They will. Yeah. They will, for sure. It's three discs. So if someone says, oh, no, it's only on one, that's going to be an animated one that was based on the manga because it's three uh, discs. Uh, speaking of movie madness, I, I don't want to preempt Eric, but I when I returned the three movies that I watched uh, that I rented at Movie Madness for this episode, the fella at Movie Madness said, "Wow, great picks!" Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, I think you can see these on YouTube. Okay. Oh, okay. There you cool. go. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right, Eric, what do you got next? I have a fun, uh, pure '80s wackadoodle science fiction horror movie called The Hidden. Oh, yeah. Uh, Directed by a man named Jack Shoulder, who's a bit of a uh, nefarious creep. He's the director from A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Right. So I I, I don't want to give him too much credit, but it is a fun, hell of a fun movie. Um, Michael Nouri plays uh, Sergeant Beck, who uh, works in the LAPD, investigating the sudden violent turn of normal citizens who go on these id-fueled, violent rampages of looting and murder. Right, right. And then he's joined by Agent Gallagher, played by Kyle MacLachlan. That's right. Who comes ah. in from the from the, F- FB, the FBI Seattle agency, apparently. <laughs> and, he, and he has deep background on the suspects. He's awkward and stiff. Uh, he's an awkward and stiff fed, which is classic, right? Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. That, is a, that right. is a trope of local cop knows the beat. All of a right. sudden, the feds come in, and you're the, you know, it's like this is the agent, uh, agent Mulder thing, you know, kind of right. like the, the 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 weirdo fed who knows a little bit too much about this very strange happening. Um, and and Beck is uh, is an old school grizzled sergeant who's got respect throughout the department. Classic, classic, you know. Cop, yeah, you gotta have cop that. tropes up and down. Um, <clears throat> and as it turns out, there's a body hopping alien parasite that acts purely on selfish impulses that has a penchant for Ferraris, 80s hair metal, and strippers. Yeah. I have never heard of this. The host, and I am yeah, going to watch yeah. it tomorrow. Liz, if, Liz <laughs> if you saw the if you saw the poster for the hidden, you would go, Oh yeah, I know what that is. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, right, but but the that. yeah, but the movie itself, you know, the the, the you know, I guess the, the thing is that these the the this slug alien thing that starts uh, uh, crawling into these bodies, the host body can take a ton of damage before it goes down, but only Agent Gallagher knows how to deal with it because he's he too he's got a secret, um, <laughs> and the 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 alien hops from a bank robbing robbing stockbroker. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, and it totally, it feels like somebody was watching Miami Vice and it's like, hey, if we can take Miami Vice and Beverly Hills Cop and then mix it with Terminator and Invasion of the Body Snatchers, what would we get? And it's like, well, you get something like this. You get the hidden. You get the hidden. Uh, it is 
quintessentially 80s material. It's packed full. It's like there's like the guy, the 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 the, the aliens are they're a lot of fun because they just the 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 actors just kind of go glassy-eyed and just go, I want this. And it's like, and they steal, you know, they'll go out and they'll steal Ferraris and a boombox. The guy, one of the one of the guys goes and robs, just starts going into a record store and starts pocketing cassette tapes. And when the and and there's a there's a hipster uh, record store guy, uh, shop shopkeeper, and he goes, "Hey man, what are you doing? I'm gonna fuck you up." Comes up with a billy club, <laughs> and the guy just turns around and just mauls the, the shopkeeper. And then, but he's he's pocketing cassette punk rock cassette tapes, and then he goes into a diner and then just starts cranking. Cranking tunes in the boombox. It's very, very silly. Um, it's, it's, it is. There's a lot of Sam Peck and Pa in here. There's just like the the amount of bull because these because what what they really revel in is all the squibs because they just like unload on this on on these uh, you know the parasite hosts right, right, and right. like the stripper who can take like thirty bullets and she just keeps firing shotguns at these guys. It's it is a hoot and there's all and 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 you get a lot of the. I don't trust the Fed. Lock him up, because it's like he's acting strange. And and then it's like, no, we need to unlock him because he knows the truth. And hey, what's wrong with the captain? You know, there's all these, all of these great kind of signature cop drama things, um, but they're done very, very earnestly, and um, now did, it's fun. Did you it's go? A did, lot of fun. did you go back and watch it? I, yeah, I just watched oh, you, it. Like, oh, you did. I just watched it last week. Oh, okay, okay. Because it was like, okay. I, 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 knew, I, I, knew I wasn't. I wasn't sure if this was like based on no, based on very vague memories no, of, I, of I, the nineteen eighties. <laughs> I just watched because I remember. I, I as a, you know this this play. You know well, this came out in nineteen eighty what eighty seven. So I was a senior in high school. Yeah. So this was, you know, straight to my seventeen year old brain. Right. It's like all right. <laughs> for Ferrari no, I, shotguns and strippers. What can go wrong? I definitely remember seeing it in the dorm somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, we, yeah. we might have seen it at yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. movie night. Uh, right. It might have been we doubled it with the blob, you know, yeah, another, yeah, yeah, of, yeah, that yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. And, you know, it 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 really descends into lowbrow kind of 80s trashy humor, but it oddly feels like it's got a lot of heart. Yeah. I think it's 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 there 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 is the Kyle McLaughlin character is so endearing and odd. Right. And I think I think he he establishes himself as weirdo actor, like this beautiful weirdo actor. Right. But because he's just kind of, he looks like he's made out of porcelain. Right. It's right. very strange. I mean, that's that's got to be what got him the Twin Peaks gig. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, anyways. The All right. 1987. All right. Next on my list is a 2014 uh, British-Irish film that actually takes place in Scotland. Yes, there's that many There's that many countries within within uh, Great Britain. This is Let Us Pray. Directed, oh, this is a good one. Directed by Brian O'Malley. And, you know, as I was watching this, it, it seemed to me this is like the closest that you can get to seven without actually being seven in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a film that it takes place all in a remote Scottish police station. The entire film takes place in a police okay. station. Uh, a mysterious stranger uh, takes over the basically takes over the minds and souls of all of the police officers and a couple criminals in the police station and essentially gets them to, by, by hook or by crook, uh, do horrible things to each other? No, no. D- gets them to sort of admit their 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 sins. Their sins. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And it's it's really fascinating the way he does it, and the you know the images and the memories that start flooding back into both the police officers and the prisoners, and then you start to see how despicable everyone really is. So is um, it? So is it a the who this this stranger? Mm-hmm. Is he okay? So is he coming in the form of an angel or a devil? Well, you have to watch the movie to find out. Yeah. Power of it's Christ compels movie. you. Yes. What's that? It's a good movie. It is. It is. It's a really good movie. Yeah. It it all focuses around uh, a constable, uh, Rachel Heggie, and she has, and they they disclose early on in the film, she may have been it may have been abducted as a child. And so she, that's sort of the, not necessarily the sin, but repressed memory that she's dealing mm-hmm. with is, 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 is this like, and, and also her connection to law enforcement, right? So she was like abducted 
and, you know, forced to, you know, do horrible things as a child. And then, you know, she's turned, she's spun that, that horrible memory into her interest in law enforcement and wanting to make sure that, you know, justice is served. Um, It's, it's, it's fascinating the way the film takes place because, as I say, say for a couple shots, like a couple establishing shots, a couple of the, the, the memories, it, it is all set in the police station, mm-hmm. which is really like the jail down below and right. then the sort of administrative offices up above. But everything yeah. else, it's like, you know. It, e- economy of scale and filmmaking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but it also, so in a way, this could be a stage drama. It could. Yeah, it absolutely could. Mm-hmm. Save for... The film, like much like we've talked about in one of our all-time favorite films of 2021, The Feast, mm-hmm. this this film has a very different pace than The Feast, but in the same way that The Feast goes off the rails in the third act, this totally goes off the rails. Oh, yeah. And there is so much murder and mayhem <laughs> and uh and 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 torture and despair at the end of the film that it's like it's 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 kind of amazing that they were able to do mm-hmm. so much in a police station with so with uh, clearly a very very limited budget right yeah so 2014 let us pray i hadn't heard okay. about this one until yeah. i started doing the research and the the director he also did the film the lodgers from a couple years ago mm. which is a sort of a sort of a ghostly paranormal uh type film but i'm hopeful to see more from brian o'malley because i think he's definitely on to something okay mm. Liz, you're okay. your number one. My number one is 2008 action splatter horror comedy Tokyo Gore Police. Yes, it's got police in the title. I al- yes, Liz, I almost did this one, but once I I, I heard that you're like you're going all J horror, it's like I, I'm yep. not, I But I was hoping that you would do Tokyo. Uh, Heck yeah, Gore Tokyo police. Gore Police. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So this is written, edited, and directed by Yoshiro Nishimura, and it stars Ihi Shina as Ruka, and that is the girl from Audition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she plays, her, her father was a police officer, he's murdered by a killer, and she decides when she grows up she's going to be police, and this is taking place in the future in Japan, and there's a mad scientist known as the Key Man who has created a virus that mutates humans into things that they're calling engineers. So whenever they have an injury, they sprout like bizarre weapons. So if your arm gets cut off, a gun is going to grow through it. And so they've privatized the Tokyo police force to deal with this. So now they just have like a special, you know, super cool unit called Engineer Hunters. Um <laughs> And they use violence, sadism, and street-side executions to maintain law and order. So (laughs) this is um, one of the bloodiest films you will ever see. But it is silly, silly, silly gore. It's over the top. Over the top. Yes. Um, Yeah, like if they cut off someone's hand, I mean, like, it just spurts out like you have a fire hose (laughs) for, like, three minutes. Um, Yeah. is uh yeah, completely why give you one wild gallon, 10 gallons can make <laughs> right. it 10 ga- when you have 10 gallons exactly yeah. um i i don't want to spoil it even though it's so silly just but like i can't even tell you what happens in this movie i mean <laughs> like she's there's backfighting in the police office like the the um what's he called like the uh Oh, shoot. The commissioner may or may not be the bad guy here. Um, You know, Ruka, that's the name of the main character, may or may not turn into an engineer herself uh, in order to have to, you know, defeat this guy. It's completely bizarre. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is a lot of fun. uh, It is a lot of fun. Um, Here is. What uh, Michael Esposito from the Chicago Tribune said about it. He said it is sick, twisted and gory, but surprisingly funny in an adolescent boy fantasy way. Beavis and Butthead (laughs) would love it. And that is totally true. I mean, it is (laughs) 
it is over the top gore. It is funny. It has that, uh, you know, kind of the Japanese girl who's wearing like the little hat, like from battle Royale. Who's like, Oh my God, everything's blowing up. And like, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, Mini they show these like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, show yeah. these like commercials throughout it that are for like, little personal box cutters because everybody's cutting themselves and that's just like a thing. Uh, it's yep. so bizarre that I can't, This is a f- you just got to see it to believe it. I, I think when I, when I saw this, it was a sort of a double, I double featured this with meatball machine. Oh, yeah, that's he right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Machine. yeah. Cause you did uh, a meatball machine for technological horror. Yep. Yes, you did. All right. And, uh, what, 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 else has, what else has that director done? That director has also done uh, Meatball Machine and right. oh, a lot of stuff. So, okay. yeah. but it, yeah, recently that, that, he did a it, piece for the ABCs of Death. He oh, actually had okay. um, Vampire Girl versus Frankenstein Girl, Mutant Girl Squad, <laughs> nice. Hell Driver. Uh, so he's stuck. He's stuck in the genre. It's, it is. It is yeah. Japanese. Yeah. It is Japanese B horror extremism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I like B movie. B movie extremism. I like it's it. But awesome. it's just yeah, just so much fun. Right. And and you know, for for people who think that foreign films can't be just silly, deliriously silly fun. J- uh, yeah. Silly, uh, silly to- fun. Tokyo Gore Police. Yep. Yeah. All right, Eric. What do you got for your number one horror police? Procedural horror film. Uh, I'm going with one of the landmarks. Oh, I kind of, I kind of have to. Okay, this one. Uh, I'm going with seven. Oh, nice. One of the best. Yeah. And if you didn't know, directed by David Fincher. And if you didn't know, starring Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Kevin Spacey. Yep. Familiar names, all right. This is this is quintessential procedural horror. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it is firmly in the horror, not but in the context of what we're talking about here, it fits one hundred percent. I this think is, it's horror, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's pretty horrific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is David Fincher showing off mm-hmm. His, mm-hmm. his his visual skill with lighting and color, and you have, you know, you got the Hall of Fame acting group that absolutely convinces you of the premise that a serial killer is exacting horrible things that tie specifically back to the seven sins. Right. You know, you don't actually I think one of the amazing things is this is a this leaves a lot to your imagination, but they show the grisly aftermath. You're right. right, right, right. They don't they don't don't show you the acting, but it is but it is that much that much more horrific when you you don't actually get to see the the actual murders happen. But the gluttony and the sloth and lust and greed, they're all just you just you realize your, your brain, your brain connects the dots and you go. That's awful, right? That's just right, absolutely, right. Awful. And, and, right. and you know, it's like it's gag-inducing awful. And um, you know, the tech, the detective portion of this is top shelf. And I love how mm-hmm. you know you had. Uh, I think I think this is Morgan Freeman's best performance. I think this is what so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Detective Somerset, save save for Easy Reader. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, you know, I think I, but but he. You know, he plays the <clears throat> the tough old cop, but he doesn't play, you know, a lot of the times you'll get the, the cliche of the tough old cop who's kind of an asshole who kind of warms up. He's he's the mentor, and then he has to right. rein in Brad Pitt's more um Yeah, like the gung-ho yeah. rookie. Yeah, and, and I think this also was, this was very, this was early in Pitt and Paltrow's careers, and they both sort mm-hmm. of established that they were more than, because, I mean, they were notably pretty faces. Right. right, 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 and right. This, and there were a couple when they made this. Right, and so this was like. Oh, this is pre Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yep. oh, she was with okay. him first. Yeah, this okay. was. I let my People magazine subscription yep. <laughs> lapse that year. Sorry, you know, fire yeah. back in the nineties. <laughs> you know, and and you know, and Kevin Spacey. You know, the, the following up what he did with the the, the usual suspects. He's also great in this. That that he plays the 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 quiet weirdo, and you know, I I think. That that the the end sequence is one of the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you can't look at a box without yeah. saying what's, what's in the box. box? <laughs> Come on, what's in the box? You know, and everybody says it. Yeah, I think that the only the only thing that I mark against this is that um, the movie feels like for for ninety percent of the movie that it's like it's Gotham City or it's it's New York or Philly or Boston or Chicago or one of these gritty industrial uh, metropolises, and then they end up out in the desert, and it's like, no, this is 
that I guess it's L.A. No, they're like in a field, like with the uh, power lines and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. It's the yeah. desert. Yeah, or, or well, yeah, or, or it felt like you're you're going up the grapevine out of L.A. Yeah, the wilderness. Was, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and and I was like, all right, well, that that places it somewhere else in my mind, and that always was kind of this for me because there was so much sort of rain and grit and grime, which is not mm-hmm. L.A. It did feel like sort of a little bit of a non sequitur. Yeah, yeah, and it was like. Yeah, I get that. Uh, but you know, I, I I think it would have been. It's like, David, next next time you just kind of like go out in the backwoods and you can still do what's in the box. Right, right, right. But mm-hmm. but it was that the 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 creativity in how the sins got got portrayed, and and the and the levels to which you know Pitt gets reeled in that 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 uh, that Detective Mills is he's the perfect. Um, Target mm-hmm. for for, right. the, for the killer that that, that 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 and and he's just that that impulsive um, gung ho kind of kind of cop and then it sort of bring brings him down and and the great thing is this is a standalone movie yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. I think that's one thing that you find with a lot of these is that you don't like there there, there is no <clears throat> sequel to well I guess you do have a sequel to the Science of the Lambs I take that yeah. back you have Hannibal yeah yeah and, you know or, or or Red Dragon and then and the sequel to Seven is fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> fourteen sins. We forgot to tell you about the other seven. What, what was like, well, uh, you know, I I think the thing too is you, you forget what a great actor Brad Pitt is, and this was obviously early on in his yeah. career. But I mean, and the other thing too is that, you know he hasn't touched horror a lot. I mean, he did obviously interview with the vampire. He did some tales from the crypt. He did world well. He yeah, he did well. Yeah, that was well, that was a mess. But he he did he did <laughs> he did do a little tales from the crypt. He did that 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 fr- the uh, Freddy's Nightmares, the TV show in the eighties. Yeah. 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 So yeah, he was, but he was yeah. like super young. So he's like only kind of touched on horror a little bit. This is mm-hmm. probably the most horror of all the horror stuff he's done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, but uh, I think the the key thing is that he, that he took a guy, and he he's both. He's both the kind of a guy you kind of want to shame, but he's also right. empathetic. Right, right, right. That you really right. do, and and once you realize, you know, you you figured out what's in the box as soon as Somerset opens the box, mm-hmm. you go, oh no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like don't 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 come close, yeah, yeah don't yeah. you come close now. And it was like, so did you did, much like the hidden? Did you go back and rewatch this one? Oh, as I've well? seen this so many times. Oh, okay, this is this okay. is one of those. I you know I honestly I have, could watch this a million times. Yeah. I have not seen it since I saw it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. One of the Are you kidding me? Of, no, I I have not gone back and rewatched it. But oh. uh, part, partially because I remember being like kind of traumatizing when I first saw yeah. it and being like, yeah. "Whoo, this is a lot to take it in." Is, yeah, I, you know, granted, yeah, but you know, when this it, it, for a while, there's like it shows up on HBO. It's like I'm watching it. Yeah, 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 it holds up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. It is. It is a. It yeah. It's a. It's it's a benchmark. So, yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. that's my All right. my number one. Uh, All right, Mike. I saved uh, this one for number yeah. one. Yeah, I went good. from I went from least violent to most violent. Uh, yeah. But in particular, I saved this one so we could all discuss it mm-hmm. because I know this was one that we had all seen, save for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Welcome and, to the club. And again, going back to my conversation with the fellow at Movie Madness when uh, when I was talking to him about this, he said he saw it in the theater Oof. when it first came out, Oof. and he went out the next day and bought a Blu-ray copy. He ordered mm-hmm. some weird Blu-ray copy of it because mm-hmm. he was like, more people need to see this film. I need to share this film with everyone. Yep. This, of course, is the 2010. 10 South Korean action thriller film I saw the devil mm-hmm. and man so good. it is whoo what a gut punch but yeah. i mean kind of like in the same way that you know Brad Pitt is both sort of an empathetic character and kind of a scumbag mm-hmm. you quickly realize yes. that one of the yeah. main characters in this film also sort of sort of embarks on the same kind of uh, character traits the film basically involves a, a young woman who is seeking roadside assistance in rural South Korea, and she's brutally murdered by a serial killer. And unbeknownst to the serial killer, uh, the, the the young woman's fiance is part of. I think it's it's effectively their like FBI. It's their right. like national intelligence right. service. Yeah. 
And this gentleman is hellbent on revenge. Revenge, but not just revenge, slow and tortured slow, revenge. Slow, slow revenge. Yes. Well, with, and, which and, is... and repeated revenge. So it's like he, he like makes... Like he lets him get away and yes. gets him back revenge. Yes. <laughs> and if he stabs him, he sews up the wound. If he, you know, breaks yes. his fingers, he, you know, he puts it in a cast. Like he does everything he can to like make sure that this person continues... Suffering. ...to, to be alive. Yeah. And yeah. suffering, mm-hmm. and of course, that's 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 where the film really gets interesting because, you know, uh, much like a lot of the South Korean films, there's 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 an incredible amount of melodrama around mm-hmm. the film, mm-hmm. like like all those, uh, it, it becomes incredibly complex, you know, like a lot of those films. But the thing that's really interesting is because it's so complex and because there's so much melodrama, they get to pick apart at his character traits and his character flaws and you quickly see and you start to question as does everybody else in the film that this gentleman is interacting with mm-hmm. that maybe his motives aren't so pure and or, or right. maybe maybe they are so yeah. pure but that's what's making them so corrupt yeah. well and he is, got is how pure they are because he's blinded by everything else right he got pushed i mean this is this really is it's uh, you know, I think there's a bit kind of the dirty hairy thing. You just got pushed so far, you know, and and more than more more extreme than right the dirty. I mean, it's like this makes Dirty Harry seem like yeah, a, a, yeah. a, a uh, choir boy. Yeah, and it, it, Dirty Harry is at the at the end of the day, well, not in by today's standards, but you know, from days of yore, somewhat of still of an empathetic character. <laughs> <laughs> this this this, this the, fella, the murdering asshole cop kind of. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, this character, whose gosh, whose name I can't even remember. Um, you know, he is. Yeah, he he really takes on kind of despicable qualities. But, there, but there's mm-hmm. also the, the they they populate it with some other fascinating characters like the cannibal. Oh, there's guy. some cannibalism yeah. in there. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Which that's the, and that's kind of what, what I was referring to with the the sort of maybe um unnecessary complexity of the film. Yeah. Right. right. I'll, it was an interesting plot point, but that it it really sort of became it's like I could they they could have easily shaved yeah. off 25 minutes of the film. Right. Well, because it was a long movie. I think it was, the other thing it, was it that came they in well over two hours. The intent with that was just like, well, there there is worse, you know. And it's yeah, like, here's yeah, the cannibals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think the the I was uh, I think I was explaining to you guys. I just saw, um, uh, don't breathe too. Right, where right, they, right. Where right. they inverted uh-huh. the the notion of what the the empathy for the blind the blind man. Right, right, right. But right. they have a hard time when you're trying to make a guy who is that violent and despicable into a good guy you have to make the bad guys really really bad right right and, right but right. The, but that movie does something where it sort of juxtaposes it goes back and forth where you go oh no maybe maybe the maybe he is the bad guy again no he's good you know these guys are truly awful well maybe and 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 i think that that's what the the, the cannibals pr- proved to be a foil it's like you know okay so he's this guy's yeah, gone over the edge. Yeah. But, right. at least, yeah, right. but at least he's right. not right. he's not eating people. Well, and in, right. and in this case, the, yeah, this, the serial killer is despicable, and he remains Ugh, despicable throughout so the entire yeah. film. Oh no, you want him? You want it? You want him to? I think the, yeah. the, the, the you're cheering on when this guy's getting tortured, and, and, right. and, and sure. that is that is kind of the dirty Harry thing. It is like, you know, that that yeah, go you you go ahead and you 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 meet you meet some justice on these bad guys. But the opening scene, like just when he kills uh, the oh, girl, like it's so cold. He yep. just like looks over and is like, starts beating her with a um, tire thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. A, a wrench. Uh, a tire, uh, tire and wrench, you're just yeah. like, what? I, I, so cold. He just like walks into one place and starts assaulting somebody. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, it's so bizarre. The, 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 and yeah. and with all with yeah with all the killings that he does, there is a a realism to all of it that's. Re- yeah, it's really, it, uh, like unlike Tokyo, it's Tokyo, really, really or, violent. Or yeah. Police, it's yeah, it's 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 hard to watch. It's incredibly yeah. hard to watch. I don't know that I'll go back and watch it ever again. But yeah, I've seen uh, it a couple of times. Having seen it, I this has like, got the fortitude. I know. Liz, you're, yeah. You're well, I watched it over. I did all like K horror over Christmas. Uh, yeah. You're, what was your, what was the other the Christmas movie that you said like you like to watch for at Christmas time because it's. Oh, inside. Yeah. All interior. But that's a Christmas movie. So I totally agree with this choice, but I need to throw one in because, Mike, I thought you were going to pick this movie, so I didn't. And it's one of the best, and it's Last Shift. 
Oh, oh. I, I, you know, I, I almost did, but I saw these three. Yeah. And and I had talked about Last Shift when we did that Best of the Decade, and I thought, you know what, I I, I did kind of touch on Last Shift a little bit, and you know, it, like if, if if push came to shove, I would say Last Shift was probably a better film than Deliver Us from Evil, but um, I don't think it's as much of a procedural. It, yeah, it, it all takes place in a police station. It's a cop, right? and yeah. it takes it is a, place it, in a police. In the same yeah. way, in the same way that I didn't do Assault on Precinct Thirteen, it's like right, right, yeah. right. I right. think you know the the. The last last shift is a survival movie, right? Where you, you it's it's less about you know solve solve a case, right? Right, which is like I think true. The, but I'm going to throw that one out there that people yeah. need to see it. Yes, if they absolutely. Uh, the, the I one, thought, you know the one that I thought that Mike was going to do. Oh, what's that? I thought you were going to do New York Ripper. Oh no 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 mm. no no the the one the one that I was half tempted to talk about, which is impossible to find. Thanks, Movie Madness. Once again, I think I've given Movie Madness like four shout outs on this podcast alone, but. Uh, is a film called uh, Red State, the Kevin Smith film. You cannot get this. You cannot. Why not? See. Oh yeah, we're talking about it. It is that. not available for streaming. It is not available like a DVD copy of it. Just like a hundred and twenty dollars. It's insane. It's just it was one of those films came out, yeah. did its theater run. They pressed a couple DVDs. That was it. It's impossible to get now. Wow. But yeah, Red State definitely has a real sort of in the same way as like Ty West Sacrament, a real kind of um, a real horror vibe. And I don't it recall is, that it, that it had a police component to it. Though. Well, the, 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 the FBI and, and, uh, okay. and it, well, it's, it's, it's the sheriff who's engaged in homosexuality, which kind of uh, sort mm-hmm. of undoes, you know, the whole it, 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 it sort of, um, so, uh, the puritanical conceit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then John Goodman as the FBI officer who's forced to go to the religious compound to, you know, to to deal with the the, the, the religious lunatics. Yeah. So it's so it's got both mm-hmm. sort of a local law enforcement uh, component as well as the FBI component. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I want to before we close shop here. Yes. I, I, as I stated in the beginning of the of the podcast, I yeah. wanted to ping some things off of our resident. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, horror. yeah, yeah. It's like, so, uh, do you consider the? I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw these out there, and you, you, you tell me whether you think these are horror or not, Liz. Okay. Ooh. Kiss the girls. No. Okay. Uh, Shutter Island. No. I, I, I watched Shutter Island. I liked that one though. I like the book better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Bone Collector. No. Mm-hmm. And Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Okay. Uh, um, that one was that one was kind of like I, a, I would a, say a the two. first third of Shutter Island is is horror, and then the last two thirds have nothing to do with horror. Yeah, that that could be. That and, would be mm-hmm. fair. In fact, it has they, a horror vibe. Or, yeah. Oh, here's another one. Um, Zodiac. Um, I almost want to say yes for that one because on whenever the edge. that's yeah. on the it's, edge, it's when it, it's true, it always pushes it a little bit. The toe goes over the yeah, line. Really good movie. But I it love is, that. But movie. it is, uh, yeah, and and it's you know it is Talk definitely a serial killer. But there's nothing. Uh, there's not. There's not a supernatural component to it. Not that you no. need to, because certainly, like like seven, I think it's fantastical, but it's not supernatural. Right. Right. Uh, going back. Um, to sh- another one that's mm-hmm. Korean is Memories of Murder. That's also a good Ooh. one that I was going to talk about, but oh. I went all Japanese. And that's about like these, they're almost like bumbling cops in this one, but it's it's supposed to be based on the true story of Korea's first serial killer. And like the cops have never dealt with this. And it, it's pretty good. And that's also very gruesome. Oh, oh, one more. Yes. One of our, one, one of, I know Liz's favorites, um, Prisoners. I love prisoners and but that doesn't have cops really. That's the parents. It's it's taking a it is taking you to the law into your own hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more vigilante justice than cops. It's also not horror, but it's one of the most horrific movies I've ever seen. And I love that movie. (laughs) Five stars. Yeah. Uh going back to Shutter Island, I would say that is easily uh, Martin Scorsese's worst film. Hundred percent his worst film. But that, that, he did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hmm. if he wants to come on to the podcast and talk a little, <laughs> defend film, defend your movie, Mrs. talk or Leo. We'll take Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, or Leonardo. Yeah, Leonardo, you're welcome to come on the podcast as well. But you know, I think we'd prefer 
probably Martin Scorsese. I think that would be interesting to have him come and talk to us. I know he's a big fan of Freaks, but uh, I would love to have him on the podcast to talk that. to us a little bit about Shutter Island, which I think is his worst film. Wow. Even though yeah. I enjoyed a lot but of that it. That also, I think, is a testament to how many good films he's done. Yeah, I yes. liked it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, still, I still like Shutter Island. I was yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, very moody, kind of... Uh, um, it had kind of ghosty overtones to it yeah but it's not yeah yeah um all right so that that closes the door for us on cop horror cop cop, cop horror. i have a tagline to take us out yeah. oh excellent it is the tagline from tokyo gore police yes. and it is strap yourselves in because things are about to get very very bloody and very very strange <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs>